Welcome back to Soul Food Sneakers, formerly known as Roundhouse Kicks. This is episode one of season two, and while the name has changed, the content, the vision, the mission, and the value has not, I am still here to talk to you about sneakers and take deep dives into topics, lists, tips, and histories of all things sneakers and sneaker-related. On this week's episode, we are talking about affordable options to unaffordable sneakers. Everyone who buys sneakers on a regular basis knows all too well the feeling that comes with wanting a hot shoe, only to find when it finally drops that it exists in extremely limited quantities. It can be hard enough to score a W on the sneakers app on a general release pair of kicks, let alone a shoe that the brand and or its collaborator has chosen to dribble out in just a few thousand pairs. We just saw this with the recent release of J Balvin's third Jumpman collab on the Air Jordan 3, a sneaker that seemingly everyone wanted, that, according to multiple sources, there were only 5,000 pairs of to go around. But that's sneakers in 2023, isn't it? Brands making 100,000 pairs of a shoe nobody really wants and making 5,000 pairs of a shoe everyone wants. No wonder sneaker boutique shops are closing faster than cannabis dispensaries these days. And while I regrettably don't have a suitable affordable option for that particular and particularly unique looking sneaker, I do have a whole list of affordable options for the grails which are well out of the price range of that 99% of us who collect kicks on a budget. So let's get to it. And let's start at the very beginning. On September 16th, 1985, the Air Jordan 1 was released in the white, black, and red Chicago colorway. And although many other colors of the Jordan 1 came out that year in black and red, black toe, white and black, shadow, royal, dark powder blue, natural gray, and metallic orange, along with a couple of low-cut versions of some of these shoes, it was and still is the Chicago that stands as the ultimate statement and representation of basketball sneaker excellence. So much so that it was the shoe Michael Jordan himself chose to resurrect on March 8, 1998 for his final game at Madison Square Garden in New York City, the arena he often said was his favorite to play in. Okay, so if you're a sneakerhead, a basketball junkie, a Jordan worshiper, or a sports history fanatic on any level, owning an original pair of Air Jordan 1 Chicago's from 1985 has got to be high on your list of the most desirable pieces of sports memorabilia you could own. And what will a pair, if you can even find one, run you in 2023? Well, on eBay, you can find originals for anywhere from $2,000 for pairs that are basically falling apart to Pairs in brand new dead stock condition for 70 and even 90 grand. Do you have 70 grand for a piece of sneaker history, which originally cost $65 USD? How about two grand for a piece of history that probably smells really bad and is falling apart? No, neither do I. So what's our alternative then? Luckily for us, the J1 Chicago is one of the most popular sneakers ever made, and Nike has continued releasing them in many different versions with many different tweaks these past 38 years. And as far as the high-cut version of the shoe is concerned, unfortunately, they don't get super affordable as the years go on. 
The 1994 pair, the first time the sneaker retroed in its, in its original form, will run you several thousand dollars in brand new condition. There was a version that dropped in 2013 that featured a Jumpman on the tongue and on the back heel, a logo which didn't appear on a Jordan sneaker until the Air Jordan 3. People don't really like that version very much, but they still cost about a thousand bucks a pair dead stock. Then in, in 2015, Nike brought the sneaker back in a version that was crisp, clean, and beautiful. Those are very beloved and sought after and go for about two grand brand new. But fear not, because in 2022, Nike released the shoe in a remastered edition they dubbed The Lost and Found, a version of the sneaker that is meant to replicate what a dead stock pair of the original 1985s would look like if you found them in a box somewhere. They included cracked leather, aged midsoles, and a box with a fake receipt inside. These go for about 500 Canadian, around 370 USD. Not cheap, but not 70 grand, which makes these the best, most affordable option for those of us who will likely never hold a pair of 1985s in our hand or certainly own a pair in our collection. If that price is still too high for you, though, and you're not picky about the height of the sneaker or it being as close to the 85 originals as possible, there are plenty of cheaper options out there. There's a mid-cut version with a black toe cap that you can get for around 200 bucks. There's also a low-cut version with a fat-bodied swoosh, but that will still run you around 1000 There are also a couple of SB dunks that have used the color blocking, one of which, made for the NBA's 75th anniversary year, you can get for around 150 And then there are a plethora of Jordan 1 highs with their own special take on the color blocking, like the blue and red UNC to Chicago, the off-white Chicago, the Iced Out Trophy Room Chicago, and the Into the Spider-Verse tie-in called the Origin Story Chicago. But all of those will run you in the thousands, just not 75,000. So your best bet if you want a pair of Chicago 85s and don't have the bread is the Lost and Found pair from last year. In truth, there are many high-heat Jordan 1 collabs that have very similar, cheaper counterparts. 2014's AJ1 Fragment, an understated grail to many courtesy of Japanese design legend Hiroshi Fujiwara, typically goes for an eye-watering four grand or more on the secondary market, but in 2018, Nike released the Jordan 1 High Blue Moon, the exact same shoe without Fragment branding and with blue suede panels instead of leather. You can grab those for $500 or less. You can also grab the shoe that inspired the Fragment 1, the Jordan 1 Game Royal, with the only difference on that shoe being a blue toe strap instead of black. Those go for $400 or less. And speaking of Fragment, one of the rarest Jordan 3s of all time, the J3 Fragment Friends and Family version in white, black, and blue, which is apparently limited to only 10 pairs in existence, is the exact same shoe as the Air Jordan 3 Racer Blue, again, minus Fragment branding. The Fragment 3s go for over 100 grand, while the Racer Blues go for between three and $400. Now let's fast forward to the year 2015. Nike and Jordan Brand decide to gift rap superstar Eminem his very own pair of Air Jordan 4s. M decides to pay tribute to the unofficial uniform of the streets in his native Detroit and teams up with workwear brand Carhartt, who will outfit the kicks in a Carhartt canvas upper. The shoes also feature chrome detailing on the lace wings, leather interiors, and two separate M&M logos on the back heels. 
It's hard to know how many of these special edition kicks Nike made for Marshall, but they gave him a few for his friends and family and then gave him an extra 10 pairs to auction off on eBay with the proceeds going to the Marshall Mathers Foundation. The auction eventually made over 200 grand for the charity and the shoes entered sneaker lore as some of the rarest, most expensive sneakers money can buy. Today, pairs go for thousands. Some have sold for as little as little as six or seven, some for as much as 50. You can buy a size 12 on Sotheby's website right now for 21,000 USD, nearly 30 grand Canadian. Amazingly, there is a way around this ungodly amount of money if you love the look of the Carhartt 4s. And that way is by securing yourself a pair of Jordan 4 black canvas. The black canvas 4s dropped in May 2022 and looked nearly identical to the Carhartt 4s with their all black canvas upper. Obviously, there are several differences. These have nothing to do with Eminem or Carhartt. They feature gray lace wing detailing instead of chrome, and they have a jump man on the heel instead of an Eminem logo, but they go for less than $500 on the secondary market and are a fine consolation prize for anyone who wants the more expensive pair but doesn't have 20 grand USD in disposable income lying around. It's worth noting that this is not the only time Eminem and Jordan teamed up on a shoe they actually gave him a jordan 2 in 2008 called the way i am to coincide with the release of his self-penned book of the same name the closest affordable option you can get to that shoe is actually the just released aj2 black cement although there's more black and less gray on that pair and again no m&m branding but before all of that the first and to many the best m&m sneaker came in the form of the 2005 encore Jordan 4, a shoe that was made to commemorate the release of the album of the same name. These bluish, purplish, and black kicks, which again were only available to the artist's friends and family, cannot be had for less than 20 grand easy. However, there is an alternative. In December of 2019, Nike dropped the Jordan 4 winterized in what they called the Loyal Blue. It's more purple than blue, though, and is outfitted in winterized detailing like warmer sock liners, more durable uppers, and water resistance. They bear a striking resemblance to the Encore 4s. In fact, the only difference seems to be the materials and the shade of blue. These have gone up in price in the last few years, but they can still be had for less than $400. Another very limited edition, very expensive friends and family shoe that the winterized 4s resemble is the Travis Scott Jordan 4s that are dressed in purple and also go for many, many thousands of dollars. And that's if you can find them at all. Now let's move on from Jordan, but stick with Nike and talk about a grail that, according to legend, there are only 36 pairs of in existence. The shoes resemble a bumblebee. They were created in 1999, and they represent nine men who changed the face of popular music forever in 1993. Yes, I'm talking about the Nike Wu-Tang dunks in the lead up to the release of his own signature sb dunk rap superstar travis scott was seen all over the world rocking the rarest most grail worthy dunks on his feet for the better part of a whole year but one of if not his biggest flex came when he showed up at a mcdonald's for a photo shoot for the release of his cactus jack meal with the restaurant in the photos he's clearly wearing a pair of the impossibly rare kicks on his feet what do these super rare pieces of rap and sneaker history go for these days? 
Sotheby's has a pair on their website that they've coyly priced at 36,000 USD for a size seven and a half. But seeing bigger sizes go for 50 G's or more is not uncommon. Again, that's if you can find them at all. Want a pair for yourself? Good luck. Thankfully, though, Nike basically retroed these sneakers in 2020. Called the Nike Dunk High Varsity Maze, part of Nike's ongoing two-tone releases paying homage to post-secondary institutions around the U.S., these sport the colors of the University of Iowa and, indeed, of the Wu-Tang Clan. And when I tell you that Nike basically retroed the Wu-Tang Dunks, that's exactly what I mean, as the only difference between the Wu Dunks and the Varsity Maze ones is the omission of the famous Wu-Tang logos on the heel, tongue, and insole. Otherwise, this is exactly the same shoe, I believe, but I don't know because I've never held the Wu-Tang Dunks in my hand, that they are even the exact same material. And the Varsity Maze Dunks can be easily had for 150 bucks or less, and I'm sure you can find a place in town that will embroider that Wu-Tang logo on the heel for you if you ask nicely. Another Nike grail that the brand retroed without the original artist's involvement is the Air Max 90 Bacon, which was originally released in 2004 in collaboration with Dave Ortiz of popular but now defunct New York City sneaker boutique Dave's Quality Meats, a shop that was dressed up to look like a butcher's. When Nike tapped Ortiz to come up with his own kick. He chose the Air Max 90, which, FYI, is my favorite Air Max silhouette, and decided to outfit it to look like a pack of bacon. That means a variety of pinks, reds, and browns. The shoes were available exclusively at DQM in New York, and while they took a minute to sell out, once they did, their value skyrocketed. For many years, they were a shoe everyone wanted, but no one could afford, until... Nike brought them back in 2021 in their original form and color blocking. There's no difference between the 2021 version and the 2004. There was a friends and family version of the original shoe that featured Dave's Quality Meats branding on the tongue and a special box, which these obviously don't have, but you can score the 2021 version for less than 200 bucks in whatever size you like. Moving on to what is arguably Nike's most famous and successful silhouette. In 2019, Virgil Abloh, whose off-white labels collaborations with Nike and Jordan shot both parties into new stratospheres of fame and glory, released the Air Force One off-white MCA in university blue. And no, MCA is not in reference to the Beastie Boy of the same moniker. It's in reference to the Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago, where the shoes received an exclusive release, which makes these shoes as rare and expensive as they are blue. Don't have the three to five grand they typically go for in brand new condition? That's okay. You can buy the Air Force One Color of the Month University Blue Pair for less than 150 bucks. I've seen them go for as low as 90 in some sizes. So how close are they to the MCAs? Well, both shoes are covered in powder blue, the color of Michael Jordan's alma mater, the UNC Tar Heels. With blue uppers, sock liners, insoles, and outsoles, both look best with white laces, and both feature contrasting swooshes. The differences are that the swooshes on the MCAs are in a cracked silver, while on the cheaper pair, they're in white. The University Blues also feature a white midsole. The MCAs is blue. The Uni Blues feature an 80s-era Nike Air logo stitched into the heel, and of course, there's no off-white branding. 
So if you don't want to pay a few thou for the off-whites, pay 150 or less for the color of the month University Blues. For that price, they're close enough. Let's move off of Nike now and over to their main competitor, Adidas. In June of 2022, a few months before Adidas dropped him and his brand collaboration amid anti-Semitic ravings on social media, Kanye accused Adidas of ripping off his designs and using them to create fake Yeezys. The design he was talking about was for the Adelette 22 slide, which Kanye complained looked too much like his popular Yeezy slide. He's not wrong. They do look similar, but the thing no one understood was why West was choosing that shoe and that moment to make a stink. Adidas has been ripping off Yeezy designs since day one of their partnership. So in the interest of time, I'm going to fire off some popular Yeezy kicks and cheaper knockoff Adidas versions of those same kicks in case you don't want to pay the Yeezy prices or indeed can't find the Yeezy version as that company is now defunct, at least as far as Adidas is concerned. For the Yeezy Foam Runner, check out the Adi Foam Q. For the Yeezy 500, check out the Adidas Oswego. For the Yeezy 700, check out the Adidas Ozilia, Osnova, or Osra. For the Adidas 350 V2, check out the Adidas Captor 3.0. And for the Adidas 350 V1, check out the Adidas Tubular Shadow. Although keep in mind that while Adidas doesn't make the Tubular Shadow anymore, you can still find them online for around 100 bucks or so. And while Adidas ripping off its own collaborator might seem a touch douchey no matter how you feel about Kanye, there is a footwear brand that does this in an even more explicit and plagiaristic manner, and that brand is New Balance. Don't get me wrong, New Balance is an incredible brand with incredible products. I have a dozen pairs in my collection, and they are a dozen of the most comfortable pairs of shoes I own. With top-notch materials, construction, and color blocking, you certainly pay a premium for all of these features, but any fan of the brand will tell you it's worth it. So who are they ripping off? Well, in 2021, New Balance made Teddy Santis of the Amelion Door New York City Fashion Boutique creative director of their Made in USA line. On his way to this honor in 2020, he released a pack of New Balance 550s, New Balance's, at the time, newly unearthed 80s basketball silhouette. This is called the ALD 550, and they dropped in red, green, black, and gray iterations with both New Balance and Amelion Door branding. New Balance released more ALD 550s the next year, and the year after that, and the year after that, which is this year. So here's the thing. Most of these super nice and super dope ALD 550s are pretty expensive. They can range anywhere from $200 to five, six, seven, or 800 for a couple of the most sought after pairs. But for every single pair of ALD 550s, New Balance has released 550s in that exact same color blocking, just without the ALD branding and in some cases with less premium materials. So unless you want to rock a pair of red and black and white and green 550s with specific ALD branding on them to show your love for that brand or for Santis himself, buy the cheaper one. The ALD version of the red and white 550 goes for around five to 600 bucks. The same version without the ALD branding goes for around 100, and I'm sure you can find them for even less than that. If you're on the hunt for some 550s and are on a budget, that is a no-brainer. But there's another way to save money on grails without having to rely on brands ripping off their own collaborators. In 1999, Nike introduced Nike ID, 
a customization self-service where you can pick your own colors and sometimes materials for certain sneaker models. Today, this service is called Nike by You and exists mostly online, although there are stores in some countries, including Canada, called Nike by You Studios, which essentially function as Build-A-Bears for sneakers. Although the service has some built-in limitations to prevent people from out-and-out copying famous colorways and designs that Nike holds dear, there is a surprising amount of freedom in color and material choices on many, many Nike designs with which to play. From classic silhouettes like the Air Force One, Dunk, Cortez, Air Max 90 and 95, to soccer, baseball and golf cleats, to high-tech runners like the Pegasus 40 and Infinity Runner, you can turn almost any Nike shoe you can think of into a tribute to your favorite grail. The service is super fun and easy to use, and the price of the customized shoes are only between 10 to 20 bucks above retail. As I said, there are limitations on what colors you can use, so you won't be able to turn a dunk by you into an identical copy of the famed pigeon dunk that was released to acclaim in chaos back in 2005. But you can create a version that looks close enough to the real thing to capture the spirit of what you're going for. One thing people were able to do with the service is create their own panda dunks back when the shoes kept selling out in minutes whenever they'd released to the public. You can turn anything into a panda if you want to, even an Air Force One, if you happen to miss out on Fat Joe's Terror Squad release a few weeks back. The final tip I can give you for obtaining your grail without having to take out a second mortgage on your house to do so is to buy the rep. I did a whole episode on replica sneakers last season, and I know it's still a controversial topic for many in the sneaker community, but the normalization of buying reps or fakes or UAs or foo-foos or whatever you want to call them is becoming more and more prevalent the better these factories in China are getting at replicating the real deal. You can indeed now buy pigeon dunks that look like pigeon dunks for 150 bucks. You can buy Travis Scott Jordans or Yeezys or Cause Jordan 4s or Union Jordan 1s that are more or less indistinguishable from the real thing. Even sneakers that go for tens of thousands like Louis Vuitton Air Force 1s, which were only available to people who had spent $1 million or more at Louis V the year before they were released, or Freddy Krueger dunks, which were never made available to the public, or Nike Air Mags, which were only available via auction, are copable for much less than their retail price points. Are they exactly the same as the real version? No, of course not. There's always going to be differences. Just like there are with the fake Louis Vuitton handbags and wallets I see everywhere, or fake Rolexes that you can buy on many separate street corners in Manhattan. And I'm not trying to gas up the replica sneaker industry by any means. Buy reps, don't buy reps, love them, hate them, I don't really care what your position is. I'm just telling you what you likely already know. It is an option for those who want $10,000 shoes for $150. Bucks. Now, in saying all of this, I recognize that there are those of you who think that buying a shoe that looks like a grail but isn't one is silly. That the point of obtaining a sneaker that is rare, expensive, and historic is in and of itself the point, and that by buying a version of that sneaker without the bells and whistles misses that point entirely. And that's fair, but this episode isn't really for you. If you'd rather not have a sneaker than have a version of it that looks the same but isn't, then save your money. This is for those of us who like the look of an 85 Chicago Jordan but don't have the money for one, who love Wu-Tang in that black and yellow color combination and are fine with a version of the shoe that excludes the logo but is otherwise exactly the same, who love what Amelion Dor did with the 550 and are fine with buying the same shoe without ALD branding 
or a higher quality cut of leather. And who love Yeezys but either can't afford the real thing, can't find the real thing, or indeed are unwilling to sport Kanye West merchandise on our feet when the man still has not issued an official apology to the Jewish community for his Hitler-like anti-Semitic rants a year ago. What I'm saying is, there are options out there, people. Whatever your grail, and however unattainable, there are plenty of sneakers to go around. Thank you for hanging out for episode one of season two. We'll be dropping episodes bi-weekly throughout the winter months. I hope you'll come back and join us. Please rate and review the pod if you get the chance. Follow us on Instagram. Reach out with comments, questions, or concerns. And stay tuned for more sneaker content like the stuff you just heard. Take care.